I would say the extreme amount of plot lines that were going on at one given time. We've got Sean trying to propose to Megan. We've got Ben trying to buy the place. We have Kara being worried that Ben is like being too secretive. We have Kara also trying to figure out about Clara and Maxwell. We've got Kara's relationship with Goldie. Then we've got the whole Daniel situation. Then we've got Megan doing her DIY things. Then we've got Zoe who's trying to be friends with Megan who continually is messing up all of the stuff that's going on. And it was just like 15 different things going on at the same time and just being kind of confused by it all. Yeah, it was kind of a mess. <laughs> Hi, Thirsties. Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Mary. And we're the thirstiest Hallmark podcast on the entire internet. <laughs> Today we're talking about One Perfect Wedding, which aired April 3rd, 2021. Yeah. And it's the third in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. It started with One Winter Weekend. Right? Then One Winter Proposal. Now One Perfect Wedding. It really should have been One Winter, winter Wedding. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it was winter E, though they did continually say it was late in the season, but they were getting a lot of snow, like more so than I've ever seen in an April. Mary, how many cupcakes do you give this movie? Ugh. It's hard because I have like a sentimental value because I've watched all the other movies too. Mm-hmm. So I gave I three cupcakes probably. Yeah, three cupcakes sounds good. Yeah. Had some problems, but on the whole, it's okay. They meant well. It was pretty good. In any wedding based movie in Hallmark, there is a lot of turmoil that leads up and it's like these three days that they have. It's like four days in one day, but the turmoil goes goes and they realize that they still love each other and they get married and that is exactly what happened in this movie (laughs) and the second couple who's a little bit behind them they get engaged Mm -hmm. i wonder if we'll get a wedding movie for them like will they continue this trilogy or will it just end with the three you know i think they are i think i heard a rumor in one of the other podcasts I listened to. Mm. Something about how that actress was getting a movie that was just for her. I'm not sure if it was this, but... I, I would thought... hope so. I mean, even if she has another, she should have another movie as well. But she, they deserve their winter wedding. I agree. All right. So shall we jump in to the details now? Starts out with Kara at the window of a bookstore, looking at stacks and stacks of her book. You know, in the second movie, she was writing her first novel. Now she's two bestsellers and she's super busy. And then we cut to... Ben. Ben's new snowboard company, Charmed, is doing really well. And it looks like this huge corporation's own building. Yeah. I don't know if snowboard companies really are that huge of an operation. But his younger sister is an intern and she's messing up all the salad orders. Mm-hmm. And she like makes a salad. This is going to be a thorn for me later. I'll let, I'll let it slide right now. But she really just thinks she can f- fix a lot of her mistakes. And some of them are just not fixable. Unless she's going to go through the salad and pick out each piece of bacon. You, you can't fix putting dressing on a salad that was supposed to be on the side. <laughs> Sorry. Like, just can't do it. She's going to wash it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's what she did. Or maybe that she meant like she was going back to the restaurant. Well, we forgot to mention. So Ben, we see him at an interview and he's talking about his snowboarding. We find out that due to scheduling issues and how famous she has now become and how famous he has now become, they have had to cancel slash postpone their wedding several times. And, you know, the rumor, there's a rumor in the rumor mill that there is trouble in paradise. But um, 
Kara and Ben are very happy, but their schedules just are crazy. And she just finds out that she's going on a book tour for two months. And he is going to be going to Asia right after she gets back from her European book tour. So there's a lot of rush for time. And so they decide to do a courtroom wedding the next day. They rush to get something to wear. They are on their way to the courthouse. And then Kara gets a phone call from her father and she realizes that her father really wanted to walk her down the aisle. And since he couldn't be there in time for this, she doesn't want to do it without him there. She said something about how she doesn't know how to finish her book. She doesn't know if he's the, the, the man in question, her the love interest, should tell the main character about his secrets. And Ben makes this comment, oh, it's good to have secrets in a marriage. Kara, it's like, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> she's freaking out. <laughs> she like takes a bite of her pizza and she's so unsure. I guess they decide because they didn't do the wedding, she's trying to think of something fun to do because she's leaving for her Europe book tour in two weeks. Right. They want to spend time together. Yeah. So she calls Clara Lake. Yeah, Clara Lake. Clara Lake. To see if she can rent out the chalet that they stayed in the first winter's weekend. And she finds out that a very famous book a book writer and a snowboard company owner. Company owner. <laughs> They're getting married there. She's like, oh. And Ben secretly made that decision. And she says, it's a good decision, but I wish it was a decision that we had made mm -hmm. together. But it's two weeks away. They're going to do it. They have to hustle. They get Kara's best friend, Megan, who's really a main character in all these movies, too. She gets Megan to agree to be her wedding planner. Megan is this logistical genius, mm -hmm. which she's demonstrated through the other two movies. Yeah, so Megan decides... Why go simple when you can go extreme and throw together a two-week wedding with every decoration possible? So she comes and she's got pine cones and like evergreen and she's designing everything and you find out that her love interest, Sean, so in the first, it's kind of hard to explain, but if you didn't see the first two movies, two girls, so Kara and Megan, decide to rent a chalet and they find out that they actually rented it with two guys, Ben and Sean, and they're both best friends and they eventually both... Both fall in love with each other. And then, of course, in the winter proposal, Ben and Kara get engaged and Sean and Megan kind of solidify their relationship status. But Sean is overseas or abroad. Yeah, he's doing like Doctors Without Borders somewhere. Or surgeons yeah. Abroad, I think they called it. Yeah, Surgeons Abroad. So he is not with her. So she's like decided to make this wedding her pet project and has just made it the most elaborate, intricate thing <laughs> known to man for a two-week wedding. And before you know it, they're driving to Clara Lake and the wedding preparations begin. Mm. Oh, we did leave out the dress. Yes. Before they leave, they go dress shopping and Ben suggests that his younger sister, Maya, I want to say Maya. I'll look it up. That she goes with them and they're trying on dresses and they're having a great time and they find the perfect wedding dress and the perfect bridesmaid dress. And they note that the dresses all have women's names or princess names and the colors are all really random. And so they decide to get the Aria gown in Moonflower and the Adele gown in Moonstone. So Kara gives her credit card to the younger sister and just like she messed up the salad order, she messes up the dress order. Mm -hmm. She goes and orders the Aria and Moonstone and the Adele and Moonflower. Can confirm her name is Zoe. Sister's name Zoe. is Zoe. So we all know that they're going to end up getting a purple wedding dress and a white bridesmaid dress. Yeah. Um, at the lodge, there's this funny concierge manager guy. Daniel. 
Daniel is working on this archive project with all these pictures and letters from the past to show the history of the lodge. Ben sees all these people, these hotel executives, and so he finds out that the hotel is potentially being bought out by this huge corporation. So in another secretive Ben movement, which was he secretive in the other two movies? I remember that being a subplot for him. We find out that his nickname is Secretive Squirrel. Well... The first one, he was secretive about his job. Yeah, I guess that. that's true. Like his like identity and his job. And, and he had that scandal with a um, female skier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saying that, that he broke up with her right before the Olympics. In truth, she broke up with him. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so I guess he was secretive. So he decides to like go and see if he can buy the hotel or the lodge without telling her. So they can keep Camp Snow, which is... Uh, a nonprofit for children to learn how to ski and s- snowboard. At the same time, Kara is like, there's like so much going on in this movie. It's actually really kind of hard to like piece it all together. But it's also not that important. Yeah, none of it actually, <laughs> when you like add it all together, I think my small synopsis was fine. Um, so Kara's starting to get cold feet because Ben's acting secretive. At the same time, she's trying to figure out what to write in her book. So she becomes like kind of obsessed about these old photos and then starts making up stories. She meets this pianist, Goldie, and Goldie's playing the piano and Kara and her have a conversation. They find out they're both mystery lovers. And then Kara starts talking to her about the pictures eventually. And so Kara tells her all of her theories about the famed Clara and Maxwell who owned the lodge. Every time the new photo comes up, Goldie just happens to be there and Kara is there and they're kind of piecing it together. Kara thinks that Clara and Maxwell broke up after owning the lodge because when they were younger, there are a lot of pictures of the two of them. But in the later years, there's only pictures of him. But here's my thing. He's standing alone, looking out into the distance at a cabin. Now, who took that photo? I mean, obviously somebody was there. That doesn't necessarily mean that they... Anyways, but she assumes because (laughs) he's standing by himself in this photo that they they obviously were not together anymore. So uh, she's kind of comparing it to her and Ben's relationship in that she's worried that he told a secret or lied and so their marriage fell apart. At the same time as all that's happening, Megan is doing a ton of DIY projects for the wedding and Sean, who's constantly video chatting in, is going to propose to Megan via Skype, Zoom, FaceTime. FaceTime. We're not sure. Ben is helping Sean with this proposal arrangement. But it's hard because Megan is so busy with all of these projects. She's made for herself. (laughs) She is putting gold on pine cones to make placeholders. She's making wreaths out of branches. It's a lot. And then she's also figuring out the menus, trivia. It It is a lot. And it was actually exhausting watching her do all of that. Yeah, it was exhausting. And girl did not take a break ever. They did get massages. They did get massages and then she fell asleep and then she woke up like 10 minutes later and was like already starting her team bride trivia. That was a cute idea though, the trivia. Oh, but that was from like the first movie. They did trivia together, didn't they? Megan and Sean did trivia together. Oh, well maybe. Because because Megan couldn't snowboard anymore because Sean broke her wrist (laughs) when he ran into her. She did not care. She was totally fine. (laughs) I watched these two movies on Friday. So the father surprises Kara with her mother's dress so that she could put the lace in inside her wedding dress. I never heard of that before. I have actually for people that don't want to wear their mother's dresses. And when he brought that dress, we knew yes, she's going to wear that dress. 
They still didn't get the dresses. They still didn't know that they've been switched. Mm -hmm. And the dresses did get delivered. Or I guess Zoe drove back to Seattle to get the dresses, right? Mm -hmm. And they get pressed. Nobody looks at them until like right before the wedding. Though Zoe did text her a ton, but she like didn't get her phone. So Sean was sending the ring to Ben to do the proposal. Sean is sending them two packages. But Ben didn't pay attention to Sean to listen that there were two packages. And so they do this whole thing where they get her mom to go and they do drinks and they open up the box and... It's cufflinks. It's his groom's gift. And Sean is in the middle of this big speech about how much he loves Megan, how much she means to him. And she's like, oh, thanks. Luckily, she didn't seem to catch on that it was going to be a proposal, even with the box. Anyway, so the night of the trivia, she so her dad brings a dress and then she goes on to trivia and then she finds finds out about Aldera Creek. And Aldera Creek is the one who owns 10% of the of the lodge. And Ben has already secured 45% of the ownership from somebody associated with Camp Snow. But he needs that other 10% to get controlling interest. And he can't figure out who Aldera Creek is. And then we find out that it's Goldie. Her parents had given her 10%. And so she tells Kara the whole story about her parents and how they were actually happily in love. And they just didn't like take pictures together maybe the mother was the one that took the picture of the father staring out into the abyss because you know somebody had to take that photo anyway she hears the story about how much ben loves camp snow and how much they love clara lake and so she decides to sell it to ben so now they own the resort and she doesn't feel like he's being secretive anymore and they're happy and they're in love and they're ready to get married yeah they work out the dress thing and and there's a huge snowstorm too like they wake up and it's like 14 feet of snow because of the snowstorm they couldn't get the cake they wanted the dj can't get there the food that they want can't get there so they end up having bratwurst which is another running thing in this movie where ben knows the exact combination of toppings for bratwurst to like elevate it to oat cuisine mm. and so they serve that the megan's mom becomes the dj and they have this kind of thrown together wedding yeah and it looks gorgeous and beautiful and she wears her mother's dress and somehow megan just happens to have a like amazing velvet dress romper situation that she can wear for her maid of honor dress and um yeah and then they get married and we think that's it this is the end and then oh wait yeah so finally the other package arrives the day after the wedding oh and Kara had to pitch her book for book three the day after her wedding and she essentially uses Clara and Maxwell's story to inspire her so she pitches her book it goes well and she's like I just want to spend my day with you and then they get this package and she's like whoop never mind <laughs> we need to orchestrate another proposal so she convinces Megan to go snowboarding with her mm -hmm. and they get on the ski lift and nobody else is around and Kara's like oh yeah you know we bought this whole resort uh they get to the top and ben and megan's mom are waiting and they've got sean on the ipad ready to propose and he proposes and it's beautiful she says yes mm -hmm. and they snowboard down even mama they were killing it too <laughs> they weren't just snowboarding they were like going in the trees <laughs> they were ready to go they were shredding and that was <laughs> one, one perfect, perfect wedding, wedding. <laughs> All right. Well, who are these people? Who are these people? That's a good question. So Taylor Cole played Kara. You know, she's in one of my favorite. As you all know, I've now become obsessed with the murder mystery series. She's in a, the Ruby Herring murder mystery series, um, which 
it's pretty good. I really enjoy it. They haven't made one this year, though, so I'm hoping it didn't get canceled. But then she's been in these, um, One Winter's Weekend. Um, she was in Falling for You with Taylor Hines, where she's a radio host, and she's trying to save it by doing a Bachelor Bake Off. Uh, she was in A Summer Prince, um, Christmas at the Homestead, What's Appetite for Love. I forget what her movie last year was called. It was about this weird scavenger hunt. She was a doctor. Um, Unlocking Christmas? Yeah, Unlocking Christmas. Yes. And then she was also with Ryan Pavey in Matching Hearts. And he like writes this whole article as an entrepreneur saying that being single is like the key to success. And she's like a matchmaker and they are trying to find a match for him. And mm. then they end up falling in love. Um, so she's been on a lot of Hallmark now that I'm looking at her filmography. <laughs> yeah, she's the favorite. She's yeah. very, very pretty. Brown hair. It's usually short, but this one is, was long and wavy. Mm-hmm. Made her look like a completely different person. Yeah, she did. Especially without the bangs. Mm-hmm. And she's been in a lot of... She's guest starred in a lot of different TV shows as I'm looking at this. Um, it says she starred in the Ryan Cabrera music video for the song True. I'm trying to remember that song. I might have to listen. Do you remember Ryan Cabrera? No. He dated Ashley Simpson when, when she had the Ashley Simpson show. She had the, an Ashley Simpson show? Yeah. It was oh good gosh. too. It kind of was behind the scenes of her making her album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think True was his big song. So I'm about to like that on Spotify. <laughs> it's a, it was a good song. It's a bop. Oh my gosh. This movie had a little joke about frosted tips. Ryan Cabrera is the king of frosted tips. He had spiky frosted tips. That was his signature. Mm. And then homeboy, Jack Turner. Very, oh yeah, yeah. Very notable for being, I think, the first bald Hallmark hunk. Rumor has it, little birdie named Sheila told me <laughs> that he had COVID so badly that it made him lose his hair. So he decided to just shave it off before they made the movie. Oh, wow. He's- he was in a movie with Merritt Patterson. And I this has stuck out with me for a long time. Forever in my heart. And it was about, he was Irish. In this movie. He's not Irish, right? I don't know. Oh, wait. He studied experimental. Wait, one second. Let me look this up. I mean, he went to Oxford. Maybe he is Irish. That would explain a lot because his voice is a little weird. The way he talks. It's a tad off. I've always wondered. Jack Turner. Ooh, he was in a gay movie. The 10-Year Plan. I want to see this. It's about two best friends who make a pact that if they're single in 10 years, they have to be with each other. And then it gets close to that. So they scramble to find somebody else oh that's kind of really sad <laughs> that's what the description is oh yeah he's from england wow jack turner oh wait my summer prince was with her it was with um taylor they have good chemistry together taylor cole yeah this was the first movie they did together um although i feel like she feel like they don't look great together i see her with somebody more like ryan pavey like someone beefier he's kind of he's very thin you know what i mean <laughs> like i just feel like <laughs> Maybe because she's tall. She she is kind of tall. I think she might be a little taller than him. Yeah. But I, I, I do think they have amazing chemistry together, which would explain why they've done like literally six movies together. Not much more to say about him. Yeah, that's about it. But then we can't forget, it's not a one couple situation, this movie. So now we have Megan, who is played by... Rukia Bernard. I think she's best known for the Christmas and Evergreen series. But she definitely needs to have, I think, her own movie um, series or like own movie like lead. Well, last year, the Christmas and Evergreen movie was really about her. She was the main character in that. I think throughout the years of that movie, she was always in the background. 
And then last year, they brought her storyline forward. Wait, she was in the movie, the Nickelodeon classic, Spectacular. Do you remember that movie? No. Oh my gosh. High school, Glee Choir, their lead singer leaves. They get this rock band singer to come in. And it's got the girl that played, what was the girl? Jenna. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And Victorious <sighs> was in it. Oh my gosh. Such a great. Ooh, Evan Jogia. Yeah. Such a, it's a classic. It was like a high school musical for Nickelodeon. And then nobody really cared about it. But <laughs> I thought it was good. I want to see that. I think, I think we should watch it. She's good. She's a really good actress. She is a really good actress. She carried this movie. And then to end it all is Sean. Sean doesn't have a last name on IMBD. Every other character has a last name but Sean. Um, who is played by um Deshaun Williams. Yeah. He's been in a lot of things. Looking at this now, he's been in like different TV shows and movies. But it doesn't look like he's been in a ton of Hallmark other than this movie series. Mary, um, who should we give the Oscar to? I almost want to give it to Goldie. I thought she was amazing and she was funny and she deserved an Oscar. But I also feel like I, I would be remiss by not saying that Megan literally carried this movie and this wedding and everything in the plot. And um, she also deserves an Oscar. So I, I'm at a 50-50. You'll have to throw in your vote and then we'll see. I want to split the difference and give it to Daniel. <gasps> The manager, concierge guy. Yeah, okay. He had to show some range in this movie. <laughs> For some reason, he was really intimidated by Ben. And he was just like, oh, kind of a fun character. Yeah, yeah. He was. I still think Goldie. Goldie? I still think Goldie. I just thought Goldie was a little contrived. Well, I guess we'll never. We're at an impasse, guys. <laughs> Send us in your responses. <laughs> Let us know who you team think. Team Goldie doesn't. or Team Daniel? Like, I love Daniel, too. Don't get me wrong. We'll put up a poll on our Instagram. Instagram. Okay. All right. So now it's time for our favorite section. Homemade or hostess. Inspired by our favorite movie, The Sweetest Heart. Just a movie about cupcakes. Homemade is things that we liked, like a homemade cupcake. And hostess are things that we didn't like that much, like a hostess cupcake. I'm going to start us off with a hostess. In the second movie, Ben creates a homemade. <laughs> okay, the thing is, I've talked about this movie so much with Charlie before he had even seen the first two movies, just in reference to this one helmet. But essentially, he designs a helmet that has a hole in the back so that you can put your ponytail out of it. And I have thought about that every single day I have skied. Every day I put on a helmet, I think about this movie and I think about the whole... <laughs> Like my ponytail could go through. And not once did they wear this prototype, this helmet that helped him get his first deal. Not once. <laughs> and that was a hostess. Yeah, in the first movie, she gives him the idea for the helmet. Mm -hmm. And then in the second movie, he's created the helmet. And she has longer hair in this movie than the other two movies. Third movie, no helmet in sight. I would have liked to see that journey for the helmet. Well, I know why. Because <laughs> since the second movie, they did some testing on that helmet. Oh and it shatters upon impact. <laughs> you can't put a hole. Maybe you could. Some helmets do have holes. I don't know. Homemade for me is when they got pizza and the pizza had jalapeno and pineapple on it, which is my favorite pizza combination. Oh, interesting. Theirs was a little different because they had like Hawaiian on one side and jalapeno on the other. But just the fact that they were on the same pizza, I thought was very cool. Now I want pizza. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So a hostess for me. <laughs> 
was the I would say the 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 like extreme amount of plot lines that were going on at one given time. We've got Sean trying to propose to Megan. We've got Ben trying to buy the place. We have Kara being worried that Ben is like being too secretive. We have Kara also trying to figure out about Clara and Maxwell. We've got Kara's relationship with Goldie. Then we've got the whole Daniel situation. Then we've got Megan doing her DIY things. And we've got Zoe who's trying to be friends with Megan who continually is messing up all of the stuff that's going on. And it was just like 30 minutes of like 15 different things going on at the same time and just being kind of confused by it all. Like it kind of was like, I can't even, emotionally I can't invest because I have no idea what to invest in at this point. Yeah, it was kind of a mess. (laughs) And what's weird is the other two movies I thought were so good. Yeah. They were strong. And this movie did not measure up. (laughs) A hostess, when Zoe messes up the salads, she says, oh, I better get John's Niquoise salad fix. Niquoise. I used to work at a French bakery, served Niquoise salad. People would always order that. But I, I would bet $100 that girl is Canadian, mm-hmm. where the second official language is French. And I just want, I want to know who on that set let her get away with Niquoise salad. I would like to say that was a homemade for me. That whole salad scene was a homemade for me. Because the idea of somebody cleaning a like, salad, like rinsing a salad, I like, she's like, oh, I better fix this. And I'm just sitting there like, how? How are you going to fix the dressing on the salad? I thought it was, I was just like, I thought this was a funny thing. I gotta go get a new salad. Yeah. made so much more sense oh man homemade for me there was a tiny shirtless scene jack turner Mm, he was like mm -hmm. taking off one shirt he was kind of like halfway in the bathroom and then putting on another one but in the other two movies he has extended shirtless scenes in a sauna so but he's got a rock and bod yeah i would say a homemade also a hostess kind of like into was i liked her mother's wedding dress more so i'm glad that worked out i didn't i was shocked i it was great that it fit her. I feel like that is very unlikely, but maybe it's not. I don't know. But that was just very lucky, that entire situation. But, oh, the the actual homemade for me is the earrings. This movie was just, I, I think 50% of their budget went to the earrings of this movie. We had diamond encrusted hoop. We had tortoise shell, the white marbly, not tortoise shell, but faux tortoise shell. You know which one I'm talking about? Hoops. We had diamond dangles that came up a little bit above the ear, came down and looped down. We had gold chain earrings. I mean, not one person had a bad earring the whole time. We had beautiful hairstyles paired off with amazing earrings and I was just sitting there the whole time like I need to buy some earrings like if this movie taught me anything forget about the helmet buy earrings because they were cute those earrings were so cute they were they looked amazing (laughs) I was like dang hostess for me is they never said where Sean was I think maybe he was in Asia because there was a screen behind him but they never said where he was which made it hard to appreciate that he couldn't get there Mm -hmm. and the whole movie I don't know about you I thought he was gonna get there I thought he was gonna make it Mm-hmm. and proposed in person but <laughs> he didn't and I thought that kind of sucked yeah I yeah that was kind of sad that was kind of sad that he couldn't be there like this is a script he's not really there in my head I kept thinking oh he couldn't he couldn't make it he's so far away he wasn't this is fiction they could have <laughs> written him to come to the ticket. movie yeah <laughs> I, I kept thinking that he was going to surprise them the day of the wedding and then the day after he was going to propose in the spot that they met which I think is also hilarious she was like let me 
like commemorate this spot where Sean and I met and I'm like, girl, this is where he broke your arm. Do we really want to like relive that experience? Oh God, when he broke her wrist, this is in one, one winter, winter weekend. weekend. Yeah. He slams into her on a snowboard and he's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. My wrist hurts. Broken. But and I think her other wrist ha- ha- was like sprained. She cast on both. Yeah. Though I guess sometimes the adrenaline, they do say that sometimes it doesn't hurt as much because of adrenaline. Oh yeah. That happened to you? You're a recent injury no it was instant (laughs) (laughs) um i'm super sunburned right now my gosh and i did not realize it until many many hours later i think a hostess for me so here's i want to say this uh, this is a two-part hostess slash believable but not kind of believable the amount of snow they got overnight it looks like six feet six feet of snow they looked out their window it was halfway up the window. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. <laughs> Living in a ski area, we know that much snow doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah, it doesn't come in one night. And if it by some fluke it does come in one night, you would know ahead of time. Yeah, it yeah. would not be a surprise. Yeah. Maybe you would think it would be 12 inches and maybe mm-hmm. it would be more, but you would know that a lot of snow is coming. Yeah, but I will say it is believable. I mean, sometimes we'll get snowstorms here and then you go to the grocery store and there's just nothing. Yeah, that happened like, a few they, weeks ago. Yeah, because they can't get the trucks in. So that was believable and that they couldn't like get the food and the the DJ and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. You talked about earlier about Ben's secrets. The Mm -hmm. hostess for me, after the third movie, he finally reveals to Kara that he was in Camp Snow, that he was a camper. His family couldn't afford to go on a a ski trip, which a lot of families can't. It's very expensive. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know why that was such a secret. I mean, he was, he's obsessed with this camp. Yeah. And you would think when he was doing PR for the camp, giving them stuff, he would have brought it up. It would have been a selling point or something. Yeah. The secret of Ben's situation, that storyline. I just couldn't get on board with. I was like, why? They've been together for years now. And she's just now realizing he's secretive when he didn't tell her his entire story. And like the first time they met, that should have been like the first indicator that he might be a little secretive about himself. I can't stand secretive people. That would be a huge problem for me. Because I'm always like, if you're hiding that, what else are you hiding? Probably a lot. Yeah, I guess that's true. Homemade for me, I thought the acting was really good for most of the characters. I would agree. I would agree. I would agree. And then a hostess, my final one. The scene in his office, Ben is wearing a blazer and a hoodie, which is like a tech bro kind of outfit. And mm-hmm. it just drives me insane. I hate that. A blazer <laughs> over a hoodie. If you wear that, you need to be executed. Oh my gosh, Charlie. Put, put you in front of a firing squad. Charlie. <laughs> it's it should be a, what is the word? Um, a war crime. Charlie, oh my gosh. I feel you're being a little extreme, but that didn't even phase me. I didn't even realize he was doing that. So Mary, who would we play in this movie? I like to cast us as the silent characters in movies. And there were two hunks that stood behind Ben when he was walking into trivia that we had never seen. We never heard of. We had never even like, there was no indication that Ben had any more friends than Sean. And then we saw these two men. And we're like, who are these people? And that's that's us. That is us. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't matter which is which. No. We're just them. We're just them. We are always the characters that got no lines. We're the, the friends. Well, we have lines sometimes. Sometimes. But I feel like in Fit for a Prince, we were also like the seamstresses with no lines. <laughs> just justice for these people that are like going to these filming days and not getting any lines. But that's us. Sheila told me that Aaron Krako and Tyler Hines have been thinking about or joking about making a Christmas escape room movie. Last week were I talked they... about how much I hate escape rooms. What's so 
they get locked in an escape room for like a day? Like what happens? I don't know. Maybe maybe he runs an escape room. And she just gets and locked she's, in it? She's a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> trying to uncover I think how it to would get be better oh you know what I think it would be better here you guys <laughs> Hallmark if you use this I'll take 15% of all proceeds I think they're two parties and they go in the escape room together because they don't have enough people to do it for one so they have like a party of like three and a party of two and these like random people kind of similar to what happened with Jonko breaking my heart they get stuck into this small room they don't know each other and they are stuck in there for like an hour and they like bond and then they leave the escape room they like keep running into each other and falling in love that sounds good yeah so meet cute at the escape room maybe we should write this <laughs> Aaron Cueco I'm ready <laughs> we'll be sending you a script <laughs> <laughs> we're already BFFs with Tyler Hines I know <laughs> So, Mary, we did not get a one year later in this movie. Oh, gosh. What do you think? I'm not 100% sure, but I'm like, I could see them doing another movie. But here's what I think should happen. So, it's one year later, and they have decided that every anniversary they will spend at their chalet. And Kara is there, and she has gotten off her book tour, and he is still traveling for work, and she's been writing a new book series. And um, he comes home, and he's like, I have something shocking to tell you. And, oh, my gosh, what? And he's like, Sean has this. <laughs> with Megan they're gonna do a big wedding celebration because they did like a very fast courtroom thing so that she could be with him for surgeons abroad Sean wants to throw Megan a surprise wedding reception at the chalet for you know their celebration of coming home because he's coming back to Seattle and she's coming back and they pick up Megan from the airport and they're like we're just gonna go on a snowboarding weekend and they get there and by the way now chalet number 19 whichever one they always stay in is their their home away from home if only they can stay there there so Megan and Sean go to this, this chalet and they're just you know getting ready and she's like what we're gonna have a really fancy dinner it's for a uh, snow camp um benefit like you guys should dress up and then she's like but you should wear white everyone's wearing white or black mm. but she tells everybody else not to wear white <laughs> and then Megan comes and they have this huge celebration all the while Kara's been holding on to this secret <laughs> <laughs> she pulls Ben out to the patio. And while Megan and Sean are dancing and celebrating, she's like, I heard to tell you. And he's like, what? And she's like, she touches her stomach. And he's like, no. And she's like, yes. And she pulls out these adorable baby snowboard boots. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of a surprise wedding, but I've only heard of it where the guests are surprised. Have you ever heard of one where the bride is surprised? No. That's cool. I think, I think this would only work because it's not actually her wedding. Like, it's just a huge reception for all of her friends and family. Uh, will we call it a second perfect wedding? Um, I would say, because it always starts with one. Like, one winter yeah. this, one winter that. One surprise wedding. Make or one winter surprise. Because then it's a surprise wedding and surprise that she's, she's pregnant. Mm, yeah. One winter surprise. <laughs> all right, Hallmark, start writing me a check. <laughs> I'm ready. Remember to vote on our poll on Instagram. Yes. What was the poll about again? Goldie or Daniel. Goldie or Daniel. And next week, we have our Irish movie. I'm so excited. Uh, as luck would have it. As luck would have it. Starring Joanna Garcia Swisher and the driver from Downton Abbey. Branson. Not the driver from Downton Abbey. Branson, y'all. Wasn't he the driver? I mean, yes. he was. But he was so much more than oh. just the driver. In season one, he, he was the driver. And then he... Oh my God. I can't even get started with you. No, I, I like Downton 
Downton Abbey. I just only saw the first two seasons. Yeah, but his character expands so much beyond that because then he marries Sybil and then he becomes like the property manager for the company and then he like he grows into the son-in-law that they've always wanted and they like run the... I, I okay, so I think when I left off, they had gotten married, but they left. And yeah. They, so I just assumed that he was gone no, after that. No, they come back. They come back. His name is Alan Leach. It looks good. It looks real good. Y'all, this is going to be... I think maybe a five cupcake. This might be a five maybe, cupcake. Yeah. I'm really holding out. I hope it is. I love Joanna Garcia Swisher. Did you ever see that movie she was in? She was like a bride. Oh, Bridesmaids like, War? Yeah. With like Raven yeah, Simone. Raven Simone. Yeah. yeah. That's a classic. That's a classic ABC a classic. family movie. She's more recently was in um she's in a new TV series on Netflix called Sweet Magnolias. Yeah, I want to watch that. Which is really good too. Um and Alan Leach is in obviously in Downton Abbey and Downton Abbey the movie but he was also in The Imitation Game and Bohemian Rhapsody these are two big name actors we we sometimes get one big name but we have two big names now yeah that's rare yeah for Hallmark at least we'll make sure to tune in next week until then everybody remember stay thirsty Do you want to do a little When Calls the Heart rant? As many of you all know, I love One Calls the Heart. I'm having a really hard time watching this season, so I don't have a lot of updates to tell you all. I'm just upset, okay? I'm Team Nathan. I will always be Team Nathan. I don't like the the love triangle. Everything they're doing is... I can't can't even express it with words because it makes me so mad. Do you know what they should do? Thruple. No. Thruple. In the 1800s? 1900s? I don't think that stuff happened. (laughs) And I just, I can't anymore. I just can't anymore. I can't, my emotions can't go through this anymore. How many more episodes are there? I don't even know. I think like not, four not too many, or five. Right? Yeah. What, what season are you on? I think I'm season four. Waking up in the morning. Thinking about, about so, so many, many things. things. <laughs> just wish things would get better. <laughs> I've, I've literally been seeing them. I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> well, thank you for staying to listen. <laughs> Goodbye. 